Hey everyone, it's Gabby and Danny and Manny and you're listening to Oye, Let's Talk. So we're starting today with a great topic and if you don't agree, it's perfectly fine. But I know you've heard of these people. We're talking about Latino legends of our generation. See, this idea stemmed from a great quote I would like to replay. Guys, I think we should state the obvious that Daddy Yankee, Daddy Yankee himself walked so Bad Bunny could run. I don't... That's right. Manny said before, Bad Bunny can run. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Yankee walked first. That's right. Or, so, or something along those lines, right? We just heard it. Anyway, uh, we have three legends in the music industry that we feel really resonates with us. Right, y'all? Yes. Dun, and it's dun, not, dun. To say, not to say that there weren't people that came before these people. Or drink. They, yeah. <laughs> they stand on the shoulder of the giants before that came before them. And that is not to be ignored or dismissed. But yes. But as millennials, we've decided to highlight three that we <laughs> have studied, researched, and learned a lot about. Hopefully, we can give you some fun facts. I shall go first. A fan favorite, Ricky Martin, also known as Enrique Martin Morales. I bet you didn't know that because I sure didn't. He is of Puerto Rican descent. He's not only a singer, but he's considered a humanitarian. He advocates for the abolition of modern day slavery and human trafficking through his foundation, which I also didn't know. I found out through my research. He is known as the king of Latin pop, of course. He began his career at age 12 with the all boy pop group, group called Menudo. After five years with the group, he began his solo career in 1991 and has since become one of the best-selling Latin music artists of all time with over 70 million mm -hmm. records worldwide. Mm -hmm. He also ranks among the most influential Latin artists of all time. Of course, we've all heard the legendary song, Living La Vida Loca. That song helped him attain success worldwide. It is generally seen as the song that began the Latin pop explosion of 1999. And that's when he made the transition um, to like an English language market. Um, the crossover. The crossover, exactly. <laughs> and according to my research, he is the person that made that transition easier for Spanish-speaking artists um, to move to that English market. His first English language album titled Ricky Martin sold 15 million copies and is his best-selling album to date. And another fun fact, last but not least, he also risked his career when he came out as gay in 2010, becoming the first mainstream Latin music star to come out. Rolling Stone argues that Martin, um, or Ricky, arguably set the scene for Bad Bunny to be free in many ways that during his own breakthrough moment, he could not. So I thought that was interesting since we brought Bad Bunny into the mix. So we selected Ricky Martin because obviously we're millennials and that's basically when he was on the come up. I don't know about y'all, but I, I felt like he was a household name. My mm -hmm. grandmother even knows who he is and I hear her voice in my head saying, mm -hmm. ah, yes, it's Ricky Martin. And I think him coming out was also a huge deal. Not, I can't speak for the LGBTQ plus community, but for the Latinx community, like that was nearly unheard of it's very different and he had already built so much success so he's a legend in more ways than one as a humanitarian and someone who really built on his craft and was a became a crossover artist which 
by the way, means that they went from like one language or country into becoming popular in another language or in another genre. And guys, he's he's only 49 years old. I thought he was older, but he's not. But J-Lo out here is like 52. Wild. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, I remember always listening to Mm -hmm. Ricky Martin on the t- not only the TV and the radio and it being like one of those songs that you always heard at parties. I'm not going to say that I, you don't really listen to Ricky Martin hits anymore. Like if you go to a party, they're not really playing Ricky Martin, but I remember definitely growing up, it was a must have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, un, dos, tres. Un, dos, tres. Un pasito pa'lante, Maria. Un, dos, tres. Un pasito pa'tras. Yes. Do you guys remember that? Yes. That was like, those are the yes. two. Those are the two songs that are like kind of stick out to me thinking of Ricky Martin. And I think Danny really delved into how he made that crossover and how he made it easier for artists or artists after him to really make that transition or make that type of music palatable to everyone. I remember Mm -hmm. reading that his performance at the Grammys is one of the very few performances by a Latin artist. And, you know, in the late 90s, having that type of presence, you know, for the America, for, you know, the American mainstream to see, I think that's very powerful. The fact that his English album, his first one became his best selling album to date is huge. I think that speaks volumes. And Leaving La Vida Loca is a song that I actually associate with Shrek. I don't know if anyone else (laughs) feels the same way, but I just see like. I don't know. I see the cartoons in my head just singing it out at the end of the song (laughs) or at the end of the movie. I just want to add the fact that Antonio Banderas in Shrek had to sing Live in La Vida Loca. That's what I'm saying. As boots like that. What? Puss in boots. That's crazy that his song or Ricky Martin's presence was felt in a beloved childhood film (laughs) that everyone grew up with. That's just a big deal in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And it shows you how that song is part of the american pop culture you know culture and tradition like living la vida loca I, I you don't have to be latino to know that song i think most of america knows that song and can probably give you a little beat off of it well on deck ricky martin made pop or spanish pop more popular but reggaeton i felt was popularized in american culture by one artist manny take it away so we go from the king of uh, pop, of Latin pop, to the king of reggaeton. We have Daddy Yankee, a.k.a. Ramon Luis Ayala Rodriguez, was born in 1976 in San Juan, Puerto Rico. He picked the name when he was just a teenager as he was obsessed with rap music and he would constantly watch um, vi- music videos on MTV and BET. Daddy Yankee is named one of the most influential Hispanics globally by CNN and Time Time Magazine, fun fact, bet you didn't know that. And to us, he is known as the King of Reggaeton. And why, might you ask? 17 years ago, I want you guys to just take that in 17 years ago. Oh my gosh, I know what's coming. <laughs> 17 years ago, Daddy Yankee releases Barrio Fino. Several months later, in November of 
November 1st of 2004, La Gasolina is released as a single in the U.S. And he actually appeared on MTV's Total Request Live, TRL. Oh my gosh, the TVT <laughs> right video, now. If you guys can remember his music video with the motorcycles and him just screaming, Dame más gasolina. And then we, history was never the same after that, guys. Just, it was never the same. It forever brought reggaeton to mainstream America and it brought reggaeton to the forefront of the Latin music industry. Not to say that Daddy Yankee started reggaeton, but he was that artist that really barred it mainstream. I, I think what's crazy to think or what how people describe Daddy Yankee to me is he's the person who taught everyone how to translate gas into Spanish. No, <laughs> for real? Like everyone knows hola or adios, but people are like, yeah, gasolina. Like not only could they guess, but I feel like he popularized that translation. And it's so funny because some people are like, yeah, Daddy Yankee has that gasolina song. And what? That- that kills me. Like, that's his legacy, bro. What a contribution to society. Well done. <laughs> well done. But I guess I think you guys can close your eyes right now and think of a time that you probably grew up listening to La Gasolina, either mm-hmm. playing on the radio, playing on someone's TV, playing at a party. I think you heard it any anywhere and everywhere. And I don't think it was a, it was, you know, those songs that are kind of overplayed, but this wasn't overplayed. It was like, no. I feel like now it's very overplayed, like so many years later, but I'm not even mad about it. So when I was younger, reggaeton was never like I, I didn't like reggaeton or I didn't know much about it. So I didn't really grow up listening to reggaeton. That became later on in like my college years, to be honest. But Daddy Yankee was the one name I knew and associated with reggaeton. Like if there was one person to know, it was definitely Daddy Yankee. I can agree with that. And I also think he's still creating bops. Yes, he's he's always featured. And actually, like I have the Nintendo Switch and for the Just Dance game, I think it's Con Calma. Like one of his songs is on there and he's been featured on a few Just Dance games. So I think that's kind of crazy that he's so popular that um, like people are making money off of him making money. (laughs) No. And to your point, Gabby, that he's continues to make bobs just a couple of years ago um, when he came out with Despacito. Que tu mirada ya estaba llamándome. Muéstrame el camino que yo voy. He actually broke a Guinness World Record because he became the first Latin artist to reach the number one spot on Spotify. And it was certified as the most watched video on YouTube history. Wow. So even even through the span from the beginning of his career, to even to present, he continues to break barriers for Latinos in the industry. And he's also, you know, collaborated with a lot of artists to kind of bring up those artists within the within the industry and kind of help them. And you you always see that because he's constantly making collaborations with a lot of artists, even from the beginning of his career, from his first album. With Nicky, 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 Dem. Yeah. Justin Bieber could never. Um, one fun fact I actually have about Daddy Yankee, which is... It's not that fun. Oh, man, I feel so bad for saying it now. But anyway, um, so like most Puerto Ricans, they're really into baseball and he dreamed of being a professional baseball player. But he really turned to music and like, I guess, the more emotional side of him after he was shot by a stray 
round from an AK-47. Mm-hmm. So he was shot and in the hospital for like a year. What? And that's when he really started honing into his music. So he saw like the violence firsthand. And as we mentioned in our Bad Bunny episode, like how Bad Bunny went to protests and stuff in Puerto Rico, like Daddy Yankee is very involved. And I would argue outspoken about what happens on the island. And I think that's admirable that he doesn't forget where he's from and he doesn't forget to give and help when he can. Um, I actually got to meet him once when I was interning for Telemundo in Orlando because he was a judge for La Voz Kids. Honestly, because I I used to love Prince Royce, right? Like Prince Royce was is my or was my celebrity crush. And I had met him the year prior, but he was like too stuck up for me. So I felt like when I was working this red carpet for the new show, whatever, I'm like, oh, these celebrities are going to be full of themselves. But Daddy Yankee was super nice. He's like, you guys are the interns. Hey, what's up? Congratulations. Like, you're in a really great place. And like, you know, you ask him like, oh, who you think is going to win Lavos Kids? And he's like, oh, my kid, my team, obviously. But he's like, honestly, all these kids are talented. Like, I really hope that they build a better future for themselves. So I can attest personally that he is a very sweet human being. And just to, it just goes to show he was recently awarded with Agents of Change Award at the 2021 Premios Juventud, what that recently just occurred. And he's been really big during the Hurricane Maria efforts to rebuild the island. Um, he even donated over $100,000 to several food banks to help out several cities in Puerto Rico. And fun fact, in 2009, he created Daddy's House, which is a center for underprivileged children in the Dominican Republic, helping to end world hunger. So not only is he a great artist, you know, being an icon for our community and being, you know, a game changer he's also a man of philanthropy and of good values and i think he, he stands for all of us in in all those ways we love to see it yes yep so my favorite person in the entire world jk i just call him my padrino um he, he has a catchphrase <laughs> Dale. all right if y'all don't already don't know pitbull's my godfather spread the rumor <laughs> he's getting invited to my wedding he don't know it yet um okay honestly though his name is pitbull in my mind but his (laughs) birth given name is armando christian perez which you'll hear in some of his rap songs he does he does live up to his name um but he started as a rapper i know most people now only see him as a pop artist but he used to rap in spanish y'all which i think is like crazy to think about because that up it's so hard. You can get tongue tied, but he can do it. He Esa was born. <laughs> we all know what's coming after that. I love this man because he's like 305 till I die. I know he rebranded as Mr. Worldwide, but he's still Mr. 305 in my heart. So Pipple was born and mostly raised in Miami. And at three years old, he like loved Spanish poetry. And he would consistently recite the works from Jose Marti, who is like a Cuban icon, right? Their national hero. So if you don't know who he is, look him up. And growing up, he was influenced by artists like Celia Cruz and Willy Chirino. And it wasn't necessarily like the style of music that he drew inspiration from. It was the messaging. So if you go back to some of their works, like they talked about their life and their lifestyle, whether it wasn't about the glitz and glam, but it was very much like a little bit of suffering, a little bit of like for Celia Cruz, the women's movement and et cetera. 
um pitbull's parents like he had his mom and his dad but they were separated when he was really young he was actually mostly raised by his mom but even his childhood's a little dicey because he admits on during an interview with latino usa a different podcast i would highly recommend he admits that his mom was a stripper and he doesn't blame her for anything he gets very candid he doesn't get into the nitty-gritty details of what that meant for his childhood but he said like you know at the end of the day my mom did what she could to provide but he did spend some time in Georgia with a foster family and later came back to Miami, the 305, to finish up high school. And that's when he started focusing on his career of rapping. He often says that he grew up on the streets. So with a little bit of background, you can kind of guess what that must have been like for him. And he actually chose his stage name Pitbull because they're outlawed in Dade County. <laughs> so he's <laughs> like, I... It, there's more to it than that. He says, like, the dog is too stupid to lose. They're always, like, ready to fight. They look intimidating, but they're lovable. So there's more reason to it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. It, most people are like, oh, because they're outlawed in Dade County. But it's also because, like, he said he had to fight for everything in his life. And pit bulls were sometimes pushed to fight. And he felt like because of some of his life circumstances, he was always pushed to fight, too. Wow. I respect yeah. that. Right? It's deeper now that you know, huh? It's deeper. Still not a huge fan. I have to admit, guys, don't hate me. Yes, this is another artist. I sort of throw shade at. When he he shows up at my wedding, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, I just want to say that his career took off for real, for real, thanks to Lil Jon. If it weren't for Lil Jon and the East Side Boys, like Pitbull would have never gotten in, in uh, like into crunk music. And that's really when Pitbull's life took off in terms of rap. And, you know, he eventually rebranded, released some mixtapes, did some freestyles. Um, he was in one of his songs was used in Fast and Furious 2. We all know how long <laughs> that series has gone on. Um and he continues to collaborate. Most people are like, he doesn't have his own songs. Y'all, he has a whole discography. Like, just go check it out. But it's his collaborations because he's so big on collaborating. Yeah. That is led him elsewhere. I love him because of his philanthropic efforts. He's very into like giving back to the community like at one point in terms of his activism like he really looks at like trying to improve education he even helped with <laughs> matter academy which um <laughs> the nonprofit or one of his nonprofits helps start like helped improve that and i think it's called slam yeah isn't that his charter school yeah it's his he, he got Wait, a question why were you laughing like that <laughs> Like, am I missing something? Because Matter Academy, like, y'all just go look it up. I'm not about to, to slander a school here. <laughs> but he started t- tuition-free <laughs> middle and high schools, which opened in Little Havana and then other, like, this charter school, free tuition charter school program also has schools in Las Vegas and Atlanta and all over Miami. And it's also ran by Matter Academy. So like, if you don't know Matter, if you do know Matter Academy, cause you're from Miami, like- I I know, Gardens. Yeah, well, Matter, that's Matter Lakes. There's Matter Academy and Matter Lakes, but FYI, no, this like- is Matter Academy Middle High.org. <laughs> anyway, point is there's, they have a program from Pitbull himself. Interesting. And then after Hurricane Maria, he used his private plane to bring cancer patients from puerto rico to the u.s so they can still get their treatment Let's go. That's who nice. does that's awesome. that that's awesome and 
one of his bops during the pandemic is I believe that we will win that he released in Miami during the pandemic. Un poquito Miami, forzado, no? Un poquito forzado. Miami was a hot spot and he was very big on that. And then he donated all the proceeds from the song sales, the streaming to Feeding America and the Anthony Robbins Foundation. And for New Year's, he performed at Times Square for first responders. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, Gabby is so poignant right now on all these facts. She's but, so happy and I'm over here like, yeah, yeah, but all the artists that we named also did a lot for our community. So like, <laughs> okay, let me slander my godfather for two seconds. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a journalist at heart. So it'd be unethical if I did not mention <laughs> that he is now calling the pandemic a conspiracy. No. Is he Pers- really? Personally, yeah, uh, he called it a get pandemic. Out of here. Stop. He's still discarded. Listen, listen. So I just want right to point out anymore. the little red spot that Miami is politically. And I'm just saying where he's rooted and how he grew up. There's a lot of people who think like him from where he's from right now. Wait, so is he vaccinated or not? Because let's not let's HIPAA violation. (laughs) That like contradicts everything. Let's stop it. I had a perfect image of him in my head. I want to keep it like that. (laughs) Anywho, I think point is, I think he is Cuban representation in the mainstream Mm -hmm. world. But what I what I give him credit for is right now, like he doesn't do as much music. He he know he calls it his bread and butter because that's what keeps him famous. But. I listen to a lot of interviews by Pitbull and podcasts and stuff because I'm that much of a fan. But he's actually working a lot with like Hispanic marketing tactics on how to reach the Hispanic audience because research shows that Hispanics are getting more earning power and especially during elections and stuff like he talked about the importance of voting. He didn't side with anybody. So I think that's telling too. But he's really like where anytime you see him in a commercial and stuff, it's because they're trying to do outreach to the community. And he says like he's trying to build his own empire for his kids one day because he didn't have the stability that he wished he did. So I think it's very interesting that he has very much a business mindset. The man is a genius. Not he is a businessman at heart and he knows how to make money. And all those haters who say that it's none of his music is his and he just rebrands and resamples music, whatever he does, it's genius. Because for the past two decades, it's you've been listening to Pitbull at clubs because he just puts out club bangers. Which not is, by choice. Yeah, it was not my choice. <laughs> what is and it? And every uh, time gosh. they play it, I roll my eyes. <laughs> And that's that was just nobody loves it. Right, it's I like that one. But the Listen, other ones are just even like before the that, Even before that, as he had the anthem or Dale Si Tu Puede, like the list goes on. The man's a genius. He knows how to market music. I just find he him a little annoying. Himself. And Gabby, Personal I mean, opinion. Danny, it's not, it, this is not a moment to slander people. <laughs> and I just want to say, I've always looked at him as a role model, as a Cuban-American. You know, Gabby said it. He is that Cuban representation. But he's he's there. He's he's a high-earning artist. I I actually saw him in concert at Grad Bash. I did. I did too. And I was like, whatever. I'm like, I cannot believe this is a person. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Okay. My last anecdote, and then we can wrap this up soon. You met people too. um, Well, I didn't meet him. I really hoped. But I was in 
I think I was a freshman or a sophomore in high school. And I went to Calle Ocho because I was dying to go. And my mom's like, I don't know if you should go. I don't really understand what the festival is anymore. Like these days. And mind you, like, you know, we didn't have the school shootings that we do now. So my mom lets me go with a group of my friends. She hangs back because she's like, I'm not going into that crowd, but I'll be nearby in case of anything. And I hear that Pitbull's going to perform. So I wait in this crowd for like three hours, right? Yeah. And Pitbull comes out and he performs for free at Calle Ocho. And he gave, he sampled or performed the song, Give Me Everything, which ended up being a bop. They released it a year <laughs> later on the radio and I got to hear it. One of the first people. <laughs> And he's and he's like, look, guys, to be honest, like it's been really tough, like going on world tours and stuff. But like I try to come back whenever I can. Amazing. And then I had an intern for my sorority. Okay, I'm gying to shout her out. Daniela Restrepo. She went to Matter Academy. She got to dance in front of Pitbull because she was on the dance team. He went to a school pep rally. That's wild. That is awesome. And and she is significant, not significant. That's not but wild. Like if he's promoting young. his school and he's paying for it, the he's least you can do. Than me. No, 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 no. He paid for his school. He doesn't need to show up. He don't need to be there. But you need to show presence, like to seem like you care about me for a music video. Pitbull was here. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah he did okay so he did the music video with kesha and davy stop it happened he's stop. always in florida stop. True. Stop. but uh, like hikey hikey though like the people that we just talked about right now are legends in their own right because if it weren't for just not just these three individuals but if it weren't for the representation that we just talked about like latin music wouldn't be where it's at jay balvin like has a documentary and people know who he is now bad bunnies taken off and i really do think it's in large part because daddy yankee helped pave the way for other puerto rican artists ricky martin made spanish pop music popular and then was able to do the crossover paving the way for others so we want to hear who you think is legendary who you think is hot right now and who you think would make the cut in a few years too go ahead and follow us on instagram oh yeah let's talk podcast we're always releasing some teaser episodes or teaser sound bites for you all too so you know what to expect from us and don't forget to say oh yeah let's listen to a few of these throwbacks because they're legends <laughs>